Welcome back to a new episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. Last week, we started a conversation around how to navigate decision fatigue. We dig a little bit deeper into what decision fatigue is, and we focus on one strategy to overcome decision fatigue, and that was leaning into our intuition. That was actually the topic that I wanted really to talk about here on the podcast. Today, I want to continue this conversation. I want to take a step back so we can talk about other strategies to overcome decision fatigue and then deep dive back into intuition, but now is specifically when it comes to our career and our career development. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Well, here we are talking again about decision fatigue and intuition. I have to say that the last episode turned out much better than I was expecting. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast episode, I really recommend that you put pause right now and go listen to that. That will give you a lot of background and context as to what we're talking about today. But just to recap, we touch on decision fatigue and we said that in average, every one of us takes about 35,000 decisions every single day. And as the day progresses and as we make more and more decisions, we become tired, even if we don't perceive that, if we don't feel tired. And the quality of our decisions is impacted. And that is what we call decision fatigue. That is not a good thing. And we want to minimize that so we can really reserve that brain power, that decision power for the really important decisions that we need to make in our lives, in our careers, in general. And we talked about how one strategy to navigate decision fatigue, to minimize that fatigue is leaning more into our intuition. And we open a kind of worms to an extent when we start talking about what intuition is, because it's something that it's hard to explain. But we looked at different inputs from different sources to help us in framing a little bit what intuition is. And then we talked about a few strategies. I don't know how many, maybe eight or so that can help us to lean more into our intuition. Now I want to take a step back and go back to where we started last week, which was decision fatigue. And I want to share with you four different strategies that we all can put in practice to help us navigate that decision fatigue, to minimize that decision fatigue, to again, we can reserve that decision power and energy to make the really important decisions in our life and in our career. And then we'll deep dive a little bit more into how 
intuition can support our career and our career development. So let's talk about what are these strategies on how to reduce decision fatigue. The first one is to plan ahead, to make decisions in advance so you know exactly what to do and when to do it. I am a planner, I have to confess. I love my weekly planning. I love to start my day identifying my three not negotiables for the day. I do annual planning. I do quarterly planning. I know for some people that is too much, but that really helps me with knowing exactly what to do and when I need to be where to do those things. And that really helps me save energy to make the decisions that are really important because I don't have to decide what to do all the time or when I am gonna work on what that takes a lot of energy. And I'm able to better manage that by planning ahead. If you want to learn more about planning, there is a few episodes that I've done here on the podcast around time management where I explain how I plan my time and a lot of different tips and strategies to help you be more proactive with your planning and as a result to reduce your decision fatigue and spoiler alert there might be something coming very soon on that here on the podcast also when i talk about planning i'm not only talking about time management but I'm talking about how can you set yourself for success for the future? And I've given this example a lot of times, but it's the best, the quickest example that comes to my mind right now. I work out every morning. That is a habit that I work really hard to build. And one of the things that helps me stay consistent, and especially at the beginning when I was building this habit, and we'll talk more about habits in just a second, was to plan ahead as to when I was going to work out, what time of the day was going to work better for me. So I don't need to decide every day at what time I'm going to work and be stressed out and use energy in making that decision throughout the day. But then I would leave my workout clothes ready the night before. So when I woke up, it was there waiting for me. It's there every day, actually, because I still do it even five plus years um, after I started with this. And that reduces also my decision fatigue because I'm planning ahead. I'm not, I don't have to make a decision as to what clothes to wear to go to my workout. My clothes is already there. So there's no decision needed. I don't start my day using energy in making these decisions. Okay, strategy number two is to create routines. Try to stop figuring out what to do each day. Instead, try to automate as much as possible. So when I'm talking about routines, I'm talking about habits. I'm talking about a compilation of habits sometimes. So like my morning routine is a series of habits that I have stacked one on top of the other, and that constitutes my morning routine, right? So a routine is a stacking of habits. But I would say, even if you don't have a routine, just leaning more into developing habits can help you reduce decision fatigue. Because 
habits are basically a form of automation. And once you automate your decisions, you need less energy to make those decisions. We've also talked a lot about habits and routines here on the podcast. So um, go check out some of the episodes that we've done before around this topic. If you think this is one strategy that can help you with reducing decision fatigue. The third strategy to reduce decision fatigue is to set deadlines, especially for the really big decisions. Give yourself a set amount of time to decide. I mentioned this, I think in the last episode, how I'm a very logical decision maker. And a lot of times, especially when I have to make big decisions, I think about that and I think about that again and I overthink my decisions and it takes it can take a lot of time for me to make a decision a lot of times because I'm trying to pull more data into the decision and what about that and but wait a second what about that and I start putting more things in the mix to help and I'm making air quotes help me make a decision and the only thing that it does is that it gets me trapped into this vicious circle, right, of analysis paralysis or just leaning more on the fear side versus the intuition side. We talked about the differences, sometimes subtle differences between fear and intuition. So the third strategy is to set deadlines. And I would say, especially for big decisions, give yourself a set amount of time to decide on those things. So you don't get into this overload of decision fatigue, right? That can take a lot of energy when you overthink some of these big decisions. So setting deadlines can help reduce that decision fatigue. And the fourth strategy, which is a little bit of what we started to talk about last week, is to trust yourself, to listen to your gut to listen to your intuition, to leaning more into your intuition. And I want to share a few more strategies on how to listen to your intuition. And I'm going to go through these very quickly because they're a little bit of an overlap with what we talked about last week. And then we'll jump into specifically how to apply this into our careers. So the first thing that you can do to listen more to your intuition is to clear the noise. Clearing the the mental clutter, right, or the external noise is one of the best ways to tap into your intuition a little bit easier, right? So spending time with yourself just away from distractions can be a great starting point to unlock that intuition and you be more alert and more open to listen to your intuition. Because here's the thing. When we're constantly being influenced by others of what we see, hear, others' opinions, or what others might think, the quote-unquote shoots should be, right? Um, Or we get into the general busyness of our lives. It makes it so much harder to pay attention to what we truly feel is best for us. And by getting quiet and spending time alone, we can better tune into the needs that we have and our intuition being free of distractions. 
The second strategy is practice paying attention to your initial, that split second gut reaction when being faced with a set of decisions. To practice this now, take a moment to think about a decision that you're trying to make. Remove all thoughts or analysis about that decision and just focus on the feeling of when you weight your opinions. You can try flipping the coin to see what that split second moment feels like, right? But generally, when something feels right, you are pulled towards it, right? And you feel this openness to to that feeling. You feel this excitement. We talked about this difference between fear and intuition last week, and we said that intuition feels open, light, a sense of excitement, right? When something doesn't feel right, you feel a sense of contraction and resistance and dread and pulling back. So you can ask yourself, which choice feels relieving, liberating, calming, or exciting? Which one feels heavy or uncomfortable? Your initial reaction can give you a lot of insight into what might be best for you. So tuning into these feelings will help you familiarize yourself with your quote-unquote gut feeling, as we call it, or our intuition. The third strategy is the physical sensations. The brain and the body are, they are connected, right? When we feel a certain way mentally or emotionally, our physical body responds accordingly thanks to those connections that are made in our nervous system. So for example, if something feels wrong, you might hunch your shoulders or you might feel heaviness in your chest or you might feel sick to your stomach or you might have a a concerned facial expression. Doesn't happen to you sometimes that you're trying to appear a certain way and people say, well, your face tells me something different, right? That's that brain body connection. So likewise, if something feels good, you might be smiling while talking about that topic. You might feel a sense of openness in your body. Um, All of that, it's because our nervous system is working and connecting our emotions with our physical reaction. So this is where some people get confused by fear versus intuition, right? To help distinguish between the two, I want you to, I want to invite you to think about it this way. How would you feel after the decision is all said and done? either immediately or after a few weeks or even a month later? Do you have a sense of relief, pride, joy, or confidence? Or does it make you feel sad, regretful, and disappointed? Fear can typically be overcome. We can push through fears. We can learn new skills. We can improve our sense of confidence. But intuition typically lingers by giving us a nagging feeling that something isn't right, even after we've made that decision. So that's another way that you can differentiate between one and the other. So tuning in with your physical sensations is another way to tuning into your intuition. Number four is to take a minute to think about a decision that you've tried to make 
and that you keep coming back to again and again. Perhaps it felt unresolved. You keep second-guessing yourself or uh, you have a nagging feeling that never stops. In my experience, my intuition is calling when something keeps coming back to my mind and as an issue keeps repeating itself. It can sometimes mean that we need to explore what it is that we keep questioning in order to put it to rest. Number five is to recall past experiences when you had a hunch about something. It can help you to notice that feeling in the future. So try and remember what that hunch feeling felt like especially in the past experiences where you were correct about that gut feeling or that hutch feeling, right? Number six is to write it out. We talked a little bit about this last week, but sometimes using our conscious analytical mind can help to pave the way for our intuition to shine through. That is something that works very well for me because I lean more into the my analytical mind, right? So if you, like me, are a more analytical decision maker, this can help you to pave the way for your intuition to shine through. Here is, and that is to write things out. And here are a few questions that you can ask yourself if you're trying to make decisions or waiting a few options in your life right now can grab a journal and write this out. One question, what is the ultimate outcome that I want? Another question, what is the most important when it comes to this area of my life? Another question you can ask yourself, what are the pros, cons, and worst case scenarios for each option? What is the best that can happen if I take that option? Are my fears, worst case scenario, are realistic? or are just made up in my mind. Often we are afraid of outcomes that aren't even likely, let alone realistic. So this can drone out your intuition. Ask yourself if your fears are deep-seated insecurities and if you can distinguish them as truth. And that can help you to dig further into your intuition. Once again, I want to remind you that listening to your intuition takes time and practice, and it's just like a skill, right? You can develop your intuition. So um, let's dig into intuition and career. Applying intuition to your career or to your job can be a powerful tool for making decisions and navigating your professional path, right? And here is how intuition can be beneficial in your career context and the way you would lean into your intuition in the career context or any other context is the same way that I just described to you, right? Those, the, those things that I just mentioned to you, you can apply to tuning with your intuition in any area of your life. But now let's talk about how that looks like if we were to apply those things and actually listen to our intuition and tuning into our intuition when it comes to our career. First, your intuition can guide you in selecting a career that aligns with your true passions and values. It can help you 
determine what truly fulfills you and what direction to take in your professional life. A lot of times we are presented with crossroads in our career. And using the strategies that I just mentioned to you to tuning into that decision and leaning to our intuition can help us guide us in selecting what is that next step in our career that better aligns with our passions and our values so we can have a more fulfilling career. Number two, during job interviews, your intuition can play a vital role in evaluating whether a company's culture and work environment are good fit for you. It can help you sense whether the job also aligns with your own values and your goals. These are things that are really hard to measure when you are going through an interview process. We say, and I'm in HR, and we always say that an interview is a two-way street. The company is evaluating you and determining whether you're a good fit, both from your skills and your competencies and your experience and your background and all of those things, but also if you're a good fit for the culture of the company. Likewise, as the person going through the process, as the candidate, you also are trying to find out more information about the job, about the company, about the company's culture. And it can be very difficult. You're never going to know. So most times, we just lean into our intuition during that interview to determine or answer those questions for ourselves and differentiate whether this seems like the company that it's a good fit for us or this job is a good fit for us. That is attributed a lot of times by our intuition because you'll never know until you're there. How many times you've been to an interview and you're like, this is my dream job, this is my dream company, and then you start working there and it turned out to be the complete opposite, right? But there are other times that you go through an interview and immediately you have this sense, it's like, yes, here is where I belong. Personally, that was my experience and share with you a little bit over a year and a half ago, I switched companies. It was a really hard decision to make, right? I was trying to pull into my analytical thinking throughout the process until I have this one interview and I talk with who is now my boss and we had this connection. And as I was talking to her, I had this feeling, right? Talking about all the strategies I share with you about how to tune in into your intuition. I'm like, I had this feeling like that, yes, this is where I belong. This is where I see myself in this next phase of my career. And at that point, all my analytical decision-making, I put to my side. I'm like, I had this feeling. I had this intuition that this was the place. Even though I wasn't looking for a new job, I wasn't looking to switch companies. I had this feeling, this connection in the interview. And it turned out to be, all the things that I experienced during the interview. And that is such a great feeling. Okay, let's keep moving. Uh, number three, it has to do with decision-making, right? In the workplace, intuition can assist in decision-making. When faced with multiple options or dilemmas, your inner knowing can provide you insights that logic alone might not reveal. It can guide you in choosing the right projects, the right clients, 
or business strategies, the right actions to take next to solve a problem. A lot of times, yes, we rely on logic, but a lot of times it's just your our inner knowing. And yes, that inner knowing has grown over time through our experience, right? How many times you are faced with um, decisions that you need to make at work, and because you've made similar decisions in the past multiple times. Now your intuition is well-trained, right? It knows exactly what to do. Okay, number four, similar but not, intuition is also a very valuable for creative problem solving. When dealing with challenges at work, it can help you come up with innovative solutions or alternatives or approaches that might not be obvious through your analytical thinking alone. And I want to emphasize alone, right? We still need to pull into our analytical thinking, especially nowadays, that there's so much facts and data out there. We need to make decisions that are based on those facts and data. They play a very important role. But sometimes that is not enough. And leaning into our intuition can bring our creative side and it complements really well our analytical thinking. Another way that intuition can help us is by helping you build strong professional relationships. You might sense when to trust someone at work, when to collaborate with someone, or when to set boundaries, right? It can help you understand people's intentions and motivations. How many times you've met someone and you have not interacted with that person a lot, but immediately your body reacts with caution. Or the opposite, you meet someone at work that you've never heard about, you never interact with, and you're so open with that person. You feel drawn to collaborate, to help that person, to work with that person. Another way intuition can play a role in our careers is it can provide clarity when considering career transitions or changes. It can guide you in knowing when it's the right time to pivot, to seek new opportunities, to take new challenges. A lot of us have an internal clock, right? Sometimes is actual time. It's like, I've been here for two years. I need to move on. I need to move to a different role. I need to do something different. But a lot of times it's just an internal clock that you just know when it's time to move. And you can't explain why when people ask you, but you just know that it's time to pivot. It's time to try something different. And when I say try something different, doesn't mean leaving the company you're working at, but just taking on a different role or a different project or change a little bit um, the direction of your career. Number seven, Intuition is a valuable asset for leaders and for managers, right? As specifically, it can help you in understanding the team dynamics, in making a strategic decisions, in gauging the needs and the concerns of your team members. How many times you're in a meeting with your team and no one has said anything, but you know that something is happening? Or how many times you do like employee engagement surveys? 
And you're not surprised at all by the result because your intuition already was telling you that there was that issue or the other way around, right? Number eight, developing your intuition also fosters self-trust, which is essential in your career growth. When you trust your inner guidance, you become more self-assured in your career choices and in the actions that you take. Number nine, your intuition can lead you to life learning opportunities. It might guide you to courses, mentors, or resources that will enhance your skills, your knowledge, your expertise, your growth depth and breadth in your field. And as a lifelong learner, I relay a lot on my intuition for this to decide what are the next things that I'm going to focus on. A lot of times it's very analytical thinking. I do an actual gap analysis and you can use assessments to come to the conclusion of what is the next course that I'm going to focus on? What is the next skill that I'm going to build? But many times you don't do any of that and you know exactly where you need to work on. That is your intuition talking to you. And last but not least, relaying on intuition can reduce stress in your career. Instead of overanalyzing every decision, you learn to trust your instincts in making decisions smoother, less stressful, right? That's because you find that balance between your logical thinking and your intuition. Incorporating intuition into your career doesn't mean disregarding logic and reason. It's about integrating both your analytical mind and your inner wisdom to make well-rounded decisions. As you practice, as you develop your intuition, you'll become more adept at harnessing its power to steer your career in a direction that feels right to you. It can be a valuable compass in your career journey, for sure. If you are new to listening to your intuition, try tapping into it in situations that maybe are not that big or don't matter quite as much, such as very small decisions, whether it's in your career or in any other area of your life. You can also try it in conversations with others by gently picking up on the way someone feels behind the words that they're saying. Those are just little things that you can start doing to start to tune in a little bit more to your intuition, to harness its power, to help you in all the things that we talked about today. So that's what I have for you today. I hope today's episode was helpful, was inspiring. It triggered you to think about how can you lean in and tune in more with your intuition. As always, if you like today's podcast episode, I'm going to ask you two things. One, that you share with a friend that can benefit from today's episode. And number two, that you go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast and you leave us a review that helps us to get the Leading Yourself podcast out there in front of more people that can benefit from our conversations every week. With that, I hope you have an amazing week ahead and I will talk to you again here on the Leading Yourself podcast next week.